Two hours after dinner, Cole called Eileen. They greeted each other and went through the checklist of things they usually asked. Except when it came to, how are you doing? They were silent. It was awkward. Cole took a deep breath and just said what he already decided upon. I can't go on the trip. I can't choose someone other than you. Eileen was still quiet. Look, Eileen, I've thought about this hard. You want me to pick you. I don't understand why I have to go through girls I have no feelings for. This is some sick game, and I don't understand that either. For once, I can't understand you. Cole left it hanging, hoping that she would say something, anything to help him process. These girls, they're your closest friends, have somehow come between you all. I can't have that. I can't have you just break that. Let's, let's end this. Eileen's voice croaked through the receiver. Cole, please. Cole winced as he felt her pain, but he had to see this through. What we had, I've never had this before, ever. But what you want, I can't give it to you. Maybe somewhere out there, you'll find it. But you won't find it here. Please, take care of yourself. He hung up the phone and settled back into the darkness of his room. His hands were trembling. His palm, that felt the absence of her small hand, he would feel that absence for a long, long time. The next day, he called up Diego. Cole let him know that he won't be able to drop by the meetups a lot. He mumbled something about their senior year was just around the corner and he needed to buckle down on his studies. Cole promised to check in with the boys every now and then should his schedule allow. It was a lie. Cole had no intention of dropping by. He could see the sequence of events that would follow. If the girls were there, then uncomfortable glares would be on the table. If the girls were not there, then difficult questions would follow. Cole had no idea how to process any of it. Maybe staying away was the best solution for an untenable situation. Cole's family started realizing something was wrong when he refused to answer the phone when it would ring. If the call was for him, he would wave his hand, saying... Too busy, or not here. His older brother looked at him with concern and asked if he wanted to talk about it. Cole just replied, Need to work things out in my head. For the first time in a long time, Cole would have to journey alone. He terribly missed hanging out with his only real friends. His mind revisited the stories that they built together, and then he'd drown in regret. The other thing he noticed at inopportune times was how his hand felt so empty. A conspicuous void had taken residence in his palm. He looked at his hand sometimes, wondering what could possibly replace a small, pale hand that was no longer there 
when his thoughts turned towards his vacant hand, that's when he'd miss her the most. The last thing was the abundance of time he was left with. Two hours after dinner, he had to remind himself that he didn't need to go to the phone. Instead, he'd look at it sadly as he walked on towards his room. No meetups, no dates, no games, and no phone calls. Cole would sink further and further into misery. His mind would replay the events that led up to this and try to think of ways it could have been prevented or changed. Nothing but poor outcomes and dire results. A few days into the school year, Cole was an anxious ball of nerves. He tried his best to hide it, but the trembles and ticks saw their way through. He dodged his friends along corridors or at the lunch hall. Cole had taken to eating his lunch at the back of some building. His grade suffered greatly as his focus was hard to find. His mind kept drifting back to the choices he made and circumstances beyond his control. After class, the teachers would talk to him trying to figure out what was going on and what they could do to help the flagging student. Cole could only shrug, muttering, I'll do better next time. But of course, he couldn't. He knew he was well on his way to a breakdown. There was no one to turn to, no ear he could bend with the confounded situation he was in. Cole was convinced he did something wrong to warrant this entire calamity. If he could only find out what exactly it was, maybe then he could fix things. Or at the very least, fix himself. A few months in, on a Friday, Cole returned home to an ambush. His older brother brought him to the backyard where the gang was waiting. A pitcher of water on the table with the snack plate now empty. Some of the lamps were on to keep the dark away as the sun was descending in the horizon. They looked at Cole with no expression, just blank stares. He dropped his bag and slowly sat on the only vacant chair. Cole's older brother saw that everyone was going to be civil, so he waved and walked back into the house. Work it out, he said to the group. Cole managed to get a few words out. It might be best if you leave now. Diego shook his head. No, they were staying. And he asked, What happened? Cole looked at him and asked, I can't answer that yet. I'm not good with words. Well, how are the girls? Are they okay? And how are you? How are all of you doing? Pierre stretched his lanky arms out and exclaimed, Well, we freaking miss you a crap ton. Meeting up isn't the same without you. I know you like being quiet unless there's a campaign, but man, not seeing you there, it feels wrong. Diego mumbled. The group is mainly together, but some of the others, the girls, something spooked them. Soon as school started, we'd only get messages that they were busy. Something about too much school stuff, you know? Strange that it seems it's the same thing you told us. We've given you enough time, enough space. Cole's brows creased again in worry, but kept his eyes on the table in front of him. Duke looked at him and said, Cole, dude, 
Don't skip out on this. We figured something concerning you went down and it went badly. I'm guessing you have information we need. Cole nodded once. There would be no ducking or dodging. No hiding behind buildings. He had run out of time. Diego leaned forward. You left us hanging, and then Little Paradise blew up. Well, out with it. The other boys edged closer, expectant looks on their faces. Cole struggled to get the words out as his emotions started rising. The girls wanted to take me out to the beach with them. Oh yeah, Pierce said. Nadia mentioned they needed someone to do the heavy work while they were there. Ha! Thought you'd be thrilled to spend time with Eileen. Diego moved to shush Pierce, but Cole added too loudly, too quickly, wasn't just Eileen. Diego's hand stopped in mid-motion. What? Wasn't just Eileen. A few of the girls wanted me to spend time with them. That was their plan. And at the end of the trip, I was supposed to choose one of them. Duke's face started turning red. Which girls? Which one wanted a go at you? Cole shook his head, but didn't make eye contact. Telling this much was hard enough and it wasn't going to get better. He took a deep breath before speaking again, more to stop his emotions from going out of control. Doesn't matter. I get girls talk about girl stuff and I can't understand what Eileen was telling them. All this time, I'm trying to figure out what she told them about the two of us. But I can't think it through. Cole clutched at his aching head. But no way was I going to that beach. I don't know what I did. I can't figure out what I can do differently. But no way in hell was I going to betray any of you. But how can I explain any of this to any of you without some kind of fallout happening? I'm not good with words. Not like any of you. I loved seeing how you all got along. It was a bigger, better group. I could see that. I didn't want it to end, so I... I left. It cuts me in the heart that I had to end it with Eileen but that she entertained the idea that I would have a go at the other girls. That's just wrong. So very wrong. Not sure if that's enough reason for people to end relationships. I'm sure no expert. But I couldn't see it moving on. I think... I think... The headache was too much by then and Cole was choking up from his own emotions. The oppressive silence was broken by the quiet sobs. Cole braced himself against the inevitable judgment and looked up. Pierce placed a hand on Diego's trembling shoulder. I got it. Maybe take a walk or something. Diego nodded and then leaned back on his chair and exhaled loudly. He was breathing to get his anger under control. Duke had his face twisted in a deep scowl. Pierce came back with a side grin and stood before Cole. Let me get this one part straight. You turned down an all-expense-paid trip to a beach. You turned down having a go at how many ladies? Five. 
Eileen included. If it were me, Pierce began, if it were you, Duke interrupted, you'd be all over that. And then Diego jumped in. But coal is something else. You can trust coal with your girl, but you can't trust your girl with coal. Duke's dark scowl slowly turned into outright laughter. The rest of the boys joined soon after. Duke's face reverted back to a confused scowl. Yeah, okay, I get that, but what the hell did you do to Eileen? Colleen told me she's been crying in the girls' bathroom so much they're afraid it's going to flood. The boys all looked at Cole. Cole didn't know why, but he knew that he didn't want to talk about it. In his mind, he understood that for most guys, there would be some imagined medal for their conquests. She understood where Duke was coming from. He saw it mostly when they'd walk around in the mall when it was just them. Pretty girls passed by and Cole would notice that they were pretty and nothing else. The boys' expressions, though, they were another thing entirely. Desire oozing from their posture and gaze. He never dreamed of making the first move just on the basis of how a girl looked. It didn't seem that it was enough. But Eileen, she really fell onto his lap. The attic was another ambush entirely, but Cole couldn't find a way out of it. Over time, he wanted her, desired her. The things they've done since then, well, Cole wasn't going to talk about that. He felt as if it was a once-in-a-lifetime miracle. Even though it ended months ago, there was still magic in the air. He wanted to keep this to himself, to let the magic linger inside just a little bit longer before time erased it from his memory, his first love. Cole thought about the long months they had to get to know each other before they even kissed deeply, and more months before deeper intimacy. Weren't other relationships like that? He looked at the boys questioningly, concerned. Punishment? he asked. Diego took out the monster manual from his bag and placed it on the table. More books, pens, and paper soon followed from the other boys. Who would have thought it would take girls to twist your arm? No, Cole. You're good in our books. But I can see you're hurting from all this too. When you're ready... One day, after us drowning you in beer, tell us what you did. It was all Cole could do to nod as warm relief flooded his body. Pierce glanced at him. We're all probably going to have to pitch in to help get your grades up. Diego stared at Cole a moment before saying, Well, Tanya mentioned maybe there'd be time for a study group. Cole panicked badly, but then froze when he saw that everyone was laughing. Diego was wiping a tear from his eye. Gads, Cole, I was kidding. Tanya and I are okay, but no study group with them for a while. After clearing his throat, Diego looked at each of his friends in turn and said, The adventure begins.